It's your girl Natasha Morrison, and you are now listening to Tenacious Goddess. Hey goddess, welcome back to today's episode. Okay, so Mother's Day is this Sunday, and I really wanted to speak to someone who's so inspirational and who's my really good friend, and I think she's a phenomenal woman. And her name is Barbara Antigua, and she's the founder and CEO of Nubia Beauty. Did I say it right? Nubia. My bad. <laughs> Nubia Beauty. All right, so Barbara, just tell us about yourself. Okay, hi everyone, my name is Barbara and as Natasha said, I'm the founder of Nubia Beauty, which is a salon, it's a home-based salon and I specialise in women's treatments, I do ladies waxing, I do luxury eyelash extensions, I do lash lifts and lash chains, I do eyebrows, I do the full work. You sell lashes as well, don't you? I sell lashes, yeah, but I'm not trying to sell them anymore, it just takes too much time and I don't like it, so I'm not doing that no more. And you're also a mom. A mum? Am I? I'm joking. Yes, I'm also a mum to a four-year-old. It's going to be five soon. Oh my God, I've been a mum for five years. It's okay, you've done a good job. All right, so firstly, tell us about your growing up, like school and college and uni. It's very difficult. I mean, I grew up up in London, obviously. We all grew up in London. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping we all grew up in London. Mm, We have listeners from all over. All over the world, yeah. Yeah. So you grew up in London. So I grew up in London. I grew up in South East London, near London Bridge. I don't live there anymore. Nice. Um, and I basically lived there my whole life. I haven't lived anywhere else, to be honest. Did you go to uni? Uh, yeah, I did. I didn't like going to uni. I actually regretted it. So tell us about your, um, like, growing up, what was your goals and dreams? I always knew. I know, my personality is really strong. So I knew You're from the Gemini onset. Girl. Yeah, I'm a whole Gemini, like, deep into Gemini. <laughs> I already knew from the onset I was going to be self-employed. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't work for anyone. I always had issues with my manager. Like, my first manager, my first job, basically one of the shop floor because I was going to beat him up. Like, I just already knew I was going to be self-employed. I didn't know what in, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just knew I was going to be self-employed. Did you ever try anything before you started your business? I've tried so many stuff and failed. What did you do? So I started YouTube. Okay. When I was in uni with someone and that didn't go too well. And then I started working in Waitrose, that's where I met Natasha. <laughs> and I was there for years actually, so I wasn't doing much of myself in Waitrose. After I gave birth, I started a brand called Gem Kids, which was basically had the aim of selling very good quality um, baby, used baby clothes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, do remember? Yeah. yeah, that went really well. I kind of got bored of the the idea like it could have developed into something much more but I was like no this ain't for me okay <laughs> it was long like sourcing the clothes making yeah. sure that it's good quality like you don't want to sell on anything that's not good quality and stuff like that but yeah um I did that that failed you sell shea butter you still sell shea butter I still butter sell too. shea butter and stuff but that's going to be mainly at the salon okay yeah so I still do like my shea butter I'm really into natural products so um yeah Okay, so tell us about how did you get pregnant and... We all know how we get pregnant. Okay, (laughs) but what was the relationship like with your daughter's father? How did that come about? Was this your first love? No, it wasn't my first love. Give us a quick overview. You don't have to go in depth. Um... So I met this boy. As I met we do. Boy. That's how we went. At work. Is it work? <laughs> yeah, oh. I met him in Waitrose. But like a different branch from okay. ours, yeah. So I met a boy and you know one thing led to another and then we got in a relationship. The relationship was 
It was alright. I mean, it had its ups and downs. No relationship is perfect. So I'm not going to say that. But it was, yeah, up, down, up, down, whatever. And then um, two years into the relationship, nearly two years or so, um, I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, Three months pregnant. I was already like three months pregnant. Someone found out. Wow. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't Did you not know. Have symptoms? No, I didn't. I was. I don't know. It was the funniest thing. Like how I found out. Yeah, it was just so funny. So random. I was actually sleeping like the whole day, and then he came. He was like, "I think you should take a pregnancy test." I was like, "What? Like that's so random. Why would you think yeah. I'm pregnant? I don't get it." Because I'm thinking my period is coming. Yeah. So I'm like, no, man, I'm cool. You know, it's winter. It's just a change yeah. of, you know, weather. That's why I'm tired. I'm tired. Women's low. Yeah. yeah. So then he's like, no, no, no. Let's take a test or whatever. So then I'm like, oh, do you know what? Um, let's take a test. But if I'm not pregnant, you owe me money sort of thing. <laughs> so whatever. I bought the clear blue test. And then I took it. And I don't know, for some reason, I don't know if he didn't trust me or what, but he was literally in the toilet, literally (laughs) watching me wee. (laughs) And then whatever, we done it. And then I was like, oh yeah, you know, I bet it's going to come out negative. Just watch, LOL, all doing all sorts. Mm -hmm. And then we turned it around and it said positive. Positive. Five weeks plus. So what was what was going through your mind at the time, and how old was you at the time? Twenty one. Okay, oh, twenty one, and you was at uni. I was just restarting uni because I failed my third year. So yeah. I was restarting, so I was redoing third yeah. year. So I hadn't even gone back at this point. Like I was still at home, hadn't even found accommodation. So you had so much going on. Literally, at that, time. at that point, I was just like, "No, I'm not pregnant." Somebody's weed on the test. Let's go and get another one. <laughs> Are that you was serious? the literally. So we went to get another one. Didn't get cleared because you know they're expensive. They're expensive. Yeah. So I got the cheap Tesco brand, and they had like two in there. Yeah. So I just kept taking the test, taking the test, and it wasn't changing. Like it just kept saying you're pregnant. Literally kept saying I was pregnant. The lines were strong. So I was like, "What the hell?" So anyway, yeah, you know how that goes. You know, you go back and forth, yeah. keep it, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. How did he take it? Not well, obviously, because he had a promising law career, so he didn't want to, I don't know, get distracted or whatever. But I mean, I wasn't trying to have an abortion either, just because, yeah. obviously, my culture and... I don't know, I just didn't... It wasn't didn't, in your heart to do yeah, that. Yeah. It came, obviously, it came across my mind, but ultimately, I just didn't. I just kind of stuck to the pregnancy i kind of let it be do you know what i mean yeah. like, whatever happens happens if i miscarriage i miscarriage if i don't i don't we just go in it so how did you find out being 21 pregnant and was your the father of your child there did he support you no i mean in the beginning he was like no 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 so he left he didn't like, want the baby no nah. oh. so he left for like three months so i went to the first kind of my friends it was so funny yeah so he didn't come to the stand no not okay. the first one and i don't know he came back and then he was like um and he came to the second one it was so funny so the second one's where you find out the sex of the baby yeah so i'm like i don't really mind what i have as long as the baby's healthy isn't it? yeah he was like i don't want a girl and all this theatrics oh, oh my god. god it was like so funny so then obviously the doctor's done the scan because you know when you first do the scan they're only going to tell you if the baby's healthy or not yeah. the measurements or whatever so then at the end she's like oh like do you want to find out? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm not going to go through <laughs> nine months of pregnancy and not know. No, yeah. So then she was like, oh, like, you know, it's a girl. Aww. He's like, oh, no, I don't want to get. Is that how he behaves? In front of the doctor. And my friend was there. I know. I was just like. I can't believe that. Honestly, I was like, I'm just here like bread at this point. <laughs> and then, yeah, he kind of like kicked off. He literally kicked off. 
Oh my god, so how did you feel? That must have been very sad and disheartening to know that you fathered a child with this man you and know. he's behaving like this. I was just kind of embarrassed. Well, I mean, why did you do that in front of the doctor? You could have done yeah. it somewhere else, not in front of her. But I was I don't really... So how did he behave after that? How was your relationship was after that? Was he present? Was he there he at the birth? Was present he... up until the day of my birth. This is actually, I, I know I'm gonna say it's funny, but other people are not gonna think it's funny. Okay. So anyway, we were cool, whatever. You know, I did my baby shower, you was yeah. there, whatever. He wasn't there. Yeah, he didn't, and none of his family as well. N- nah, nobody came. So was came. his family supportive? Nah, let's, th- I don't wanna go, go into, into them. My waters broke early. I was actually at work. So I was working two jobs at the time. You had two jobs girl. Yeah, so I was working in Waitrose, and yeah. then I was a part-time TA. So I was working, I worked in various schools, but then I kind of settled in one school for a bit and then I moved on to another school. Yeah. Um, I was working in Waitrose on Sundays and then I was doing the TA during the week and I was still going to uni at this point and so I was still writing my dissertation. pregnant, yeah. writing a dissertation, yeah. holding on two jobs. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was doing the most, honestly. Oh, you are a hustler, sis. <laughs> Listen. You are the definition of a hustler. Listen. So yeah, carry on, start your birth. So yeah, so then obviously, um, it's so weird. So I went to my midwife, my last midwife appointment, which was in May. Yeah. And then I was I was full term, so I was 37 weeks. And then obviously I was like to her, so when do you think the baby's gonna come? Because yeah. I wanted to do like a maternity shoot, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh yeah, you have nothing to worry about. The baby's not gonna come for like another month. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool, like I got time. So then whatever, after that, went to, at this point I'd finished uni. Waitress had basically told me, don't come back because you're heavily pregnant. <laughs> so they made me go in early maternity. I was like, oh, you know, I was actually taking a piss, whatever. So I went in early maternity, but I was still working at the school. Yeah. So then um, the agency called me and they were like, oh yeah, we've got another school for you to go to, but it's a nursery, but okay. it's part time. So it's like afternoon yeah. shift. So you start at 12 or one or something like this. So you finish at six. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'll take it whatever so i went monday tuesday wednesday and friday i was this was so funny i was telling the kids to come in and then it felt like i wet myself really so i was thinking myself did i wet myself that was like my fault did i wet myself like <laughs> how the hell did That's i wet myself on, yeah. i know i'm heavily pregnant but okay whatever went to toilet like loads of water just Lash fell out everywhere. i was like shit <laughs> this is so surreal like i'm actually my water is just broke yeah. it's so cliche so who did you ring straight away um oh my god the nursery manager was so nice she was, was a woman she? yeah she was so nice she's like oh my god let's call the ambulance she was oh, more excited i was just like oh my it's god. exciting yeah she was so excited because she hadn't had kids before so she okay. was proper excited didn't it so i was like no nah, like, i gotta call my birth partner fabs yeah so i called fabs i was like fabs she was with me this is your best friend right yeah okay and then i called fabs and i'm like oh my god fabs i'm not gonna lie my water just broke i don't know what to do you need to come yeah. and get me because i don't want to go in an ambulance that's so exaggerated like, yeah. i didn't need that so she's like all right all right cool she didn't live too far so she's like all right i'm gonna pick you up so i'm like okay cool so you know me i'm, I'm telling everybody you know i'm snapchatting like <laughs> epic chasing this bird <laughs> whatever so then my friend so i didn't have my um, maternity notes in mm. it you're meant to carry that i ain't carrying that that was mm. just a big book for no reason so anyway so i call my friend she lives next to me i'm like oh you need to bring my maternity book and mm. i've got my little suitcase pack bring it with you because i don't know what's gonna happen anyway whatever now i got there observation done da, 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 da. 
um, baby wasn't coming, I wasn't contracting, the water just yeah. broke. So from the minute your water breaks, you've got 12 hours from then to basically deliver the baby or okay. to have to take her out because there's no more water yeah. and you can catch infections, infections and stuff. Okay. So anyway, so they've told me all of this, like, oh, you can go home mm-hmm. and then you have to come back tomorrow at 3 p.m. if yeah. you're not contracting, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. So I message, I email. You emailed him? Why did you have to email Because he blocked him? me everywhere and I blocked him as well. So I was like, all right, cool. So you guys blocked each other? Yeah. So I okay. email him and I'm like, well, my water's just broke. Um, I'm at this hospital. I'm giving birth on this day. Um, yeah, so be there, innit? Did he email you back? Yeah, he said, um, so anyway, good luck with he your luck. birth, but I ain't gonna be there. Is I that can't what be he a, said? Yeah, I can't be a dad, you know, so, um, yeah, that was it. Good luck. But do send me a picture good when luck, you give deuces. birth. Yeah, he basically did. Deuces. Sounds send like. me a picture though. Yeah. Said, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm in shock. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Though? I was laughing because I was, was it was actually broken. funny. Nah, do you know what? I was over it at this point. I'm over it because okay. we've been back and forth, it's been nine months. Like, there's not much mm. more you can actually say that is going to get to me. So, after you know? that, has he ever supported you? In nah, he paid child support for all of six months and then he said he's not working anymore. So, I don't know what he's doing. Okay, yeah, and he's just disappeared. Has he met his daughter? No. His family met nope. her? Nobody. Nope. Nobody. Not even tried nope. to reach nope. out. I've reached out to him before and I said to him, are you still being childish? Like, are you sure you don't yeah, see your yeah. daughter? Because I don't really mind. Like, do you know what I mean? Cause yeah, you I'd... want her to have Yeah. He's like, no, not my child. Da, 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 da. He's fully in denial. We've seen my yeah, daughter. We know. Right? She... We know yeah, she is on the other spectrum. <laughs> what do you mean? What does that mean? As in she's victory. She's not black. So oh, yeah, we know who's her we dad. Know. Do you know what I mean? Dad. Oh, yeah, because her dad's white. Exactly. So yeah. we know, like, it's your child. It's your baby. And she looks like Kim a little bit here and there. It's your baby. Bit. So after that, career-wise, because now we've heard about you being a mom, being a single mom, how do you find becoming a new mom, being so young? How was your jobs? What was you doing at the time? Um, so I was still on maternity from Waitrose. And then obviously I was on maternity from the schools mm-hmm. as well. So I went, I wasn't working obviously, I was on maternity. Mm-hmm. I was living my life, you know, I had my little handbag. And Jim was such a good baby, oh yes. bless her. She was she really, is a good she's baby. such a she's good such baby. A good yeah, yes. no, she's so really lovely. good. I was really one of them lucky mums, you know, she slept through the night. She, yeah, and you had support from your family? Yeah, and friends, and friends yeah. Okay. So I breastfed her for 13 months. Remember when I beat for oh my, my breast? Gosh. Oh my God, you were Guys, we went Ibiza and Barbara's boobs were humongous. They were like leaking. She didn't bring a pump. I and remember you had the veins. Literally. They had veins. Oh my oh god. My goodness. That was so funny. It was a good holiday. You yeah, so you got shwasted with them other mums. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lovely holiday. So what did you do job-wise after your maternity had ended? Oh, I went back to Waitrose. Okay. But I was only working Sundays anyway. But um, I was working from like six in the morning. I was working, basically I took a 10 hour shift. Basically. So when did you leave Waitrose? What was next after Oh, that? okay. So I didn't work for two years basically. So after Jam, I literally went Waitrose for a year. Mm. I just went back, just a little money here and yeah. there. Weren't really bothered. And during this time, thing. you were doing all your entrepreneurial stuff, and yeah, fashion and all of that. Yeah, dabbling, dabbling in YouTube. Yes, I did a lot actually. So I think when Jem was about coming up to six months, I did a course with the Princess Trust. Okay, what? So course I did was the this? business 
course with them okay and it was only i don't remember how long it was it wasn't long but basically they help you with like business plans and give yeah. you guidance and all of that stuff so then basically after that i decided i didn't want to do my business anymore that kind of put me off like it's a lot of work isn't it okay yeah no, i can't do this right so you now. got scared not scared i just couldn't it was just too much, too much to take on at one time kind of thing so then um i still stayed on their mailing list okay. the princess trust mm-hmm. so then i don't know what happened but like a course came up to do web design with asos okay it was a one week program mm-hmm. so i did that and then nothing happened after that it was just cool whatever then in January, by this point, I was basically living in Ghana. Mm. I was in Ghana for so long. And then I got an email saying, oh, we've put you forward to ASOS, get into programs, so get into technology. Oh, nice. And basically at the end, you could be in a chance to get a job. Did you end up getting a job with ASOS? Yeah, so the thing was one month and then there was five jobs. So there was 12 of us. Yeah. Well, it was long actually. There was a lot of us in the beginning. So it's like 50 people, and then, then they narrow it down okay. and then, then you get narrowed again into 12 okay. then five or whatever okay. then the five get the job sorry so it was like service desk analyst mm. qa mm. analyst so those three positions in mm. qa and two in service desk mm. and i managed to get service desk nice. so then that was my foot in the door into like a nine to five job okay and i felt like my problems would be solved like i'm gonna have more money da, 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 da. funny enough no nah, it was even more problems so obviously um at that point, Jem was turning two, so I had to put her into nursery. Yeah, and n- nursery is expensive. Yeah, and I'm really picky, so I only wanted her to go to a really good nursery. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So that comes with the price tag. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So I still took the job. I was still working in Ace um, Waitrose as well. So I was so working you did six days. Yeah. Waitrose, ASOS, and being Yeah, so wow. I was working six days. So I'll do nine woman. to five, um, pick up Jem, whatever. And then Sundays, I literally had to beg everybody to look after Jay. Even though you was earning, you still had so much to yeah. balance oh, you were a single mom. So literally. it wasn't even enough. So then obviously, um, I had to drop waitress altogether. Yeah. So I just left. And then I had to cut down my hours in ASOS. I've dropped ASOS to four days. So I'm only doing Monday to Thursday. Yeah. So then Jem's doing two days at nursery and two days with my friend's mom. Mm. Um, so she was doing this for a while and then my friend mom couldn't do it no more had to beg my friend because she wasn't working okay. I'll pay you for the two days I want to know now what happened after ASOS because I know you then got a job but then COVID happened and you was made redundant oh yeah and then what also motivated you to start your company was it all of this that was happening at the time like just tell us about that how did how did your beauty empire start so basically I started Nubia Beauty when I was working in ASOS okay. so I was only doing it part time was it for fun did you start it uh, no i started it because i'm not gonna lie i was broke so working in asos hustle. yeah literally working in asos weren't giving me no money i'm not gonna lie yeah whatever i earned literally went into nursery my car i'm not in debt so i didn't have like credit card or anything whatever but it was just but it was just for... paying for stuff like Jem always needed something yeah. she was growing quickly i'm growing i need yeah. this i need that i need more money i need a way to make more money mm. and i knew i wanted to sell lashes but i was like nah the startup cost the startup lashes mm. is expensive i was like i can't fork out that money yeah. on that so i was like do you know what the best thing to do for me is to provide the service mm. and at that point i've been getting waxed for so long but i had never actually been waxed by like a black therapist okay so i was like oh yeah do you know what i'm that's what i'm gonna do so i literally took money out my savings 
did the course luckily got my kit for free <laughs> just by chance nice. so i got my waxing kit for free and that came with the little wax and stuff and then that kind of pushed me to start so once you have the kit you're like i might as well just do mm. it end up buying the bed so i was basically living at home so then i had basically converted like a corner of my bedroom into yeah. my waxing space so at first when i started the bed was literally my waxing bed was actually in the middle of my room so after each client do, literally so after each client i'd have to fold down the bed and put it yeah. to the side because obviously me and Gemma are still in, in this room. room yeah so then obviously i was waxing my friends for free practicing practicing literally i was waxing people for like 10 pounds 15 pounds here and there yeah. whatever and every money i got i didn't use it for myself i literally put it to the side and just used it to buy more products okay. more stuff more this more that so then obviously yeah i was doing it basically after work on the weekends i was basically working all the time yeah but just for myself kind and of did thing. you have a nine to five at that time yeah yeah i was still working at asos so i was okay. still working my nine to five and taking clients in the evening okay so i'd come home get gem ready for, yeah so get gem ready for bed give her dinner whatever once she goes to sleep eight o'clock i'll take a client to like 12 o'clock yeah like people in my household were getting angry because i was up like my mom you know africans and electricity and all of this yeah so I was up, I know, yeah literally so then um, my friend fabs actually convinced me to go on um, an eyelash course that she okay. found so i was like oh, i don't really want to do that like it's not really me blah 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 it was difficult i struggled at first but i don't know i just kind of kept that going with kept it going, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it was just that one summer, 2019, my services got so popular. I think that was the year of Afro Nation. Okay. So I was getting like so many people. I had to take time off work. At this point, I had to take holiday. Okay. So then you had that much clients. I had that much clients. Yeah, the demand yeah. was a lot. So then I had to take holiday to do all the Afro Nation people that yeah. wanted to get waxed, they wanted to get their lashes done and all of that. So that kept me busy and through that I kind of just raised more money to do more courses. Okay. So then again, Fabs so like So when did you leave ASOS? Was it I didn't leave for time? a while, yeah. So I was still working in ASOS for a while. End of 2019, I was like, I need to leave ASOS because I need more money. Yeah. So I looked for a new job. And how long had you been at ASOS? Sorry? Like coming up to two years. Okay, so you wanted a little bit of a change. Yeah, I needed more yeah. money. No, even I needed more money. Let's be real. I, I need needed more money. I need more, more money. Yeah, I got a whole child to look after, like yeah. I need the money. So anyway, um, so I found a job in Treatwell doing store IT. Mm. The salary was much better, like the environment was healthier. So I took the job. So this was now January 2020. So I okay. took the job. I was still doing Nubia Beauty on the side. Um, still had a lot of clients. By this time, mm. I'm actually taking professionals, like people who work in professional workplaces so yes. i had lawyers doctors higher high yeah, yeah high-end clientele the money was good everything was good like and work then, was a breeze what corona then the covid happened corona, corona. and i got made redundant and obviously corona when corona happened i wasn't taking any clients or whatever because mm. i was like oh i live with my mom i don't want to take people whatever yeah. so yeah so I, I got made redundant not taking clients I'm basically back on benefits. Yeah. So I had to use some of my redundancy money because I didn't want her to miss out on School. nursery and stuff like that. So I just used some of my redundancy money to cover two months of nursery, nursery. fees. Yeah. And then luckily she was starting school this year. Yes, yes. So I was like, oh, it's only two months and then she's out and then it's free. Gone, it's free, yeah. yeah. I got offered a flat. And then when I came to see the flat, it was a two-bedroom flat. Yeah. And then one of the rooms was really small. So I was like, oh, I could just use it for my beauty. Yeah, and then me yeah. and Jim can still have... We have a lot of space anyway, whatever. Yeah. I want to know 
what were some of your struggles in juggling it all? Was there any time that you really wanted to give up? Or, um, did you struggle with mental health or anything? I'm a get on with it kind of person because I feel like, okay, you can feel sorry for yourself, but nobody cares. Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just got to put your feelings aside and um, get on with it. Do. But right now, I go to therapy. Okay. To have a therapist. Yes. Um, not because I'm mentally ill or whatever. I think therapy is good. I don't think you need yeah. to go there because of mental illness. I think therapy is just good to talk to someone exactly. who's a professional. No, it's true. Especially when you're self-employed, you don't have colleagues. Yeah, just so. in general, we sometimes we have harm and pain that we haven't dealt with and we think we have. So. Exactly. Okay, so you go to therapy and you've just been juggling all. All right, so I just want to know this last few points, lessons that you've learned and any advice that you give any other mums, mm-hmm. single mums, who are thinking of becoming an entrepreneur yeah how would you advise them what would you tell them i would tell them to just do it like don't think about it too much because i felt like at one point when i first started waxing i was overthinking myself to death i was like nobody's gonna come to me to get right why would someone come to me to get right why would someone come to my why room me? yeah like why would someone come to my room when you can go to a shop yeah like you have all of these thoughts but it's like it wasn't good enough yeah like oh like my space ain't great i'm yeah. in the corner of my room yeah you know I, that's that was what was going through my head but i was like you know what i'm gonna try if people exactly. come people come do you know what i mean like if they don't they don't yeah. do you know what i mean like and money have to make money have to make you have to put money them feelings to be made. To the so what I always tell people, when you have an idea, you just gotta go for it. Like, mm-hmm. just deal with the rest later. Like, the space will come, the money will come, mm-hmm. the more education will come. I'm doing my level two and level three. So I'm doing two levels at once. Okay. Until we get when done with. In beauty therapy studies. So obviously, once I've finished, um, I'll be able to do like massages, advanced facials, and then obviously once you have level two and three, you can go into more advanced treatments like laser, you know, more advanced facials, like doing chemical pills and the high end stuff. The high end stuff. Yeah. So that brings me on to this last question that I have for you. What is the end goal? What's the dream now? Because you're doing all of these courses <laughs> and you've come such a long way from your room, for a co- from a corner, from a corner in your room yeah. to having a whole space, a whole room. Yeah. What's the end goal? What's the dream? I'm trying to open an academy. An academy, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, my main goal is actually help other women in my situation mm. to have their own businesses. If okay. That's so teaching them, yeah, motivating them. Yeah. So I need own training, an academy. Yeah. Obviously, it's only up from here. So once I do my level two and three, then I'll be doing my level four or five, <laughs> doing more advanced treatments, having a bigger space, obviously. And still being a super mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that ain't gonna change. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing changing is her age, because she's getting so big. She is. But the end goal is to literally motivate, empower yeah. women into start, starting their own businesses, because we can do it. Like You've done it. You honestly. Are, you have gone through so much, and... That, like... Tash, I can't even lie to you. When I started Nido Beauty, I only started with 200 pounds. I literally you? took 200 pounds out of my savings and I've blown it into a full-time salary. You started with 200 pounds. I took 200 pounds out of my savings to start. Wow. And now I'm earning what I was earning at Treat Roll, which was a wow. very good salary. <laughs> so you're earning the salary that you was making at a good job that yep. you made redundant yep. from doing your own business but it must be hard motivating yourself and pushing yourself every day yeah, that must be really hard 
There are days I'm like, oh my god, I really want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like days like today, I was like, oh my god, I really want to sleep. But I've really got clients. Like some of my clients have been with me from the beginning. Yeah. Like they're loyal to yeah. yeah, literally they. And I've moved like location, and, and they've still, still come. Do you know what I mean? It's difficult. I was never gonna say it's, it's easy. Like you lose sleep. I lost money. I've gained money. Mm-hmm. In the end, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. It gives me the flexibility to be a mom. Exactly. It gives yeah. me the flexibility to be a human being. Yeah. To be a woman. And earn a good salary. And earn a good salary. Yeah, but. Like I always say, anyway, like with my new baby money, I don't spend it. I always reinvest it. Like I never spend it. Okay, I buy food here and there. Let me not lie. I buy Uber Eats on my account, but and I pay for petrol. But my main bulk of the money has gone into investments. Like I've been able to buy land in Ghana. Is that deep? Like wow. I have land in Ghana that I bought myself, yes. not parts. I bought, you it bought it with my money that I earn doing something. On the side. So you have your own business, you own land in Ghana, yeah. you're a mom. Wow. Yeah, you are super woman. You, you are the <laughs> definition of a woman who is doing it all, a boss, a queen, a goddess. Tell us about yourself. Where can everyone find you? Give us all the deets. Plug yourself. Plug yourself. Let me plug up, myself. Girl. Girls, follow me. My page is Nubia B E N U B I A. Means black. B E B E A U T Y two Y's at the end. Okay, that's all my social media, so it doesn't change. The spelling that's Instagram, is still the same. Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. All right, guys. Well, that kind of summarizes today's interview with the beautiful Barbara. If you didn't get all, then make sure you go over to my blog, which is www.tenaciousgoddess.com, and all the information will be on the blog. You know, just a few notes from this episode. So make sure you go check that out, and until our next episode for us is we will see you then